Hey everybody, just a quick heads up. This episode has a little bit of O language that you might not want the tiny ears in your life to hear. So if you have tiny ears around, maybe skip this and come back when you're alone. Hello everybody, welcome back. This is Darian Jackson. I am your host today for this little show called Begin Again. By the way, I think we're going to have to change that at some point because in the years since the first iteration of this little project, there are now other shows and other things called Begin Again. Um, and I don't want to get totally lost in the in the ethers of the internet. So that might happen here in the next few months. But for now, this is Begin Again. And I'm Darren Jackson. And it's great to be here with you. I wanted to start today um, by acknowledging that this is Thanksgiving week when I'm recording this. Thanksgiving week 2020. And uh, it's really strange for a lot of us. I don't know about you, but my family has canceled all of our traveling plans. I'm in Washington, D.C. My family's in Nashville. Most of them are in Nashville. Um, Some are in Chattanooga, which is southeast Tennessee, for those of you who aren't native Tennesseans. Um, Yeah, so so we're kind of scattered. My cousin is here in D.C. as well. But um, but everybody's going to be kind of on their own. My my nuclear family, my parents, and my brother and his wife, and my grandmother are kind of already uh, householding together. They live about five minutes apart, so they have been sharing household space for a while and are going to do Thanksgiving. But I'm not going to go home. And we had planned on my aunt and my mom coming to D.C. to see my cousin and I the weekend after Thanksgiving and spend some time in a few days. But but that plan has been canceled, and I know a lot of people are canceling plans. I also know that um, I think I read that something like one million people flew on Saturday of the weekend before Thanksgiving, which is a little bit terrifying. Um considering the state of our country and the world right now and the guidelines that public health officials keep giving us to stay home and lay low and not intermingle households. Um, It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch um, people flaunt um, their pictures on social media of being out at parties or at dinners or whatever it is with lots of people from multiple households and no mask usage and no social distancing. And I'm just one voice here. And I know a lot of people are saying this, but it's going to be a really, really rough winter. And I think the weeks after Thanksgiving are going to be pretty bleak because of all of the movement that we're seeing right now. Um, So I'm doing my part to mitigate the risk for the people I know and love. That's all I can do. And I'm staying here. I'm staying put in Washington, D.C. My roommate and I, Shreyas, are going to... We're Actually, he found something pretty cool. He found, uh, oh, I forget what it's called. I'll have to put it in the show notes. But it's a service here in D.C. Uh, called Foodly, maybe Foodlicious. I don't know. I'll look it up and, and share the link with you guys. But it they work with immigrant res- immigrant-owned restaurants and immigrant chefs around the city. And for Thanksgiving, we have ordered a package that I think four or five different immigrant chefs make their national version of our Thanksgiving staples, which feels like a feels like a better way to do Thanksgiving. But we have like a chef from the Cote d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast in Africa, and we've got um, an Afghan chef contributing 
an Afghan spin on uh, sweet potatoes, I think. Yeah, there's lots of different. So there, I think there's four or five. I don't have that right in front of me, but there's four or five different different restaurants and chefs that are contributing to this package that we bought. And we'll it'll be delivered this week and we'll we'll have that for Thanksgiving dinner. Now, we're also going to have some of the staples. We're going to have more food than two people will know what to do with. But we'll have some traditions. What are your traditions? I'm making my mother's macaroni and cheese, which is homemade, and the recipe from, I believe, the 1985 Southern Living Cookbook, which if you live in a Southern home, you know is a staple, is <laughs> kind of a sacred, sacred text. So I'll have macaroni and cheese from the Southern Living Cookbook, experience Thanksgiving like it would be at home here with my friend Shreyas and our international Thanksgiving that we're going to have. So that sounds, that sounds really cool, like a good way, a good way to make the best of of what we've got here, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. So I wonder what y'all are doing for Thanksgiving, and I've heard from a lot of you who are staying home, which is very appreciated. Uh, I know it's going to be hard for folks who especially have been isolated already from their families for eight to nine months, but um, this is where we are. This is the reality that we're in, and I'm, I'm really grateful that so many people are honoring those public health guidelines and staying home and not intermingling households and... Um, yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear from those of you who I had have heard from. I put something out on Instagram like what are you doing and a lot of you are staying put. Um so good on us doing the little bit that we can do to mitigate this shit. Well, anyways, I wanted to okay, so next I want to read something that I put out on Facebook yesterday that seemed to strike a chord with a lot of my friends and families and um people who hang out in my digital space. I posted a picture of myself. Here's what happened yesterday. I went for a run, run, walk, hike. I went to Rock Creek Park, which is here in Washington, D.C., and it's uh, it's a huge park in the middle of the city. Well, the the kind of the northern, northern quadrant of the city. Um, acres and acres and acres, and there's a beautiful river that runs through and hiking trails and running trails and biking trails and paved uh, walkways and park areas. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. It's, it's huge. And I went out there yesterday because it's the closest I can get to the woods without leaving the city. And I haven't been in the woods in a couple of weeks. And that is a necessary part of my mental health. So I went to Rock Creek Park to run and jog and hike and sit on a giant rock by the water. And when I got back to the apartment, I just felt really good in my skin. You know, the the it's not rocket science if you move your body in a meaningful way that feels good to you you will feel better and um and that just really put me in a great mood for for the week yesterday the hour that I spent out of the park yesterday but when I got back I took a shower and threw on some clothes and was feeling really good in my body I was feeling strong and healthy and sexy and so I wore as little clothing as I could for a space shared by two people and I started writing, and this is what I wrote, and I I won't always share things here that I wrote, like, it's not, <laughs> it's not, uh, my Instagram account is not the DJ show, because that's what I tell myself when I'm trying not to let my ego take over, um, but I guess this really is the DJ show. <laughs> this is literally, I'm the only one here. So I was about to say, I'm not just going to read things that I wrote every week, but I guess I do just sit here and talk to you every week. So why not? But I was feeling good. I was feeling good in my skin and thinking about Thanksgiving coming up and 
um, anticipating all of the toxic, bullshit, body image, diet culture messages that we're going to get this week. And I just wanted to kind of preemptively put this out into the world. Um, and and I think it I think it landed. So I wanted to share it with y'all here. I'm 40 pounds. That's a scary number to me, by the way. I've never... Anyways, um, I'm 40 pounds past the version of my body with which I am most comfortable and familiar. My 30s have stretched my skin and softened my edges, and I'm learning to get comfortable and familiar with my new dimensions. There are moments of panic, like when I see a picture taken from a strange angle and think, fuck all, is that me? But there are also moments like this, after a run and a shower where I put on as little clothing as possible to walk around the apartment because I feel strong and healthy and I am fully inhabiting every square inch of myself, even the new ones. I'm dating again, and I'm a little bit nervous about my body in a way that I never was in my 18 yoga classes a week 20s. I don't have any solutions or pithy quotes about motivation or self-love for you, just this truth. I really love my body today. And three days ago, she felt like a stranger. And that's how relationships work. I will not force her to diet. I will not ask her to change. I will not remove from her what brings comfort and pleasure. I will take her on long hikes and slow runs because that's how she likes it. I will lift weights so she gets to be as strong as she feels. Sometimes I'll drink whiskey to help her shoulders drop, and sometimes I'll drink it because it tastes so damn good. I'll eat real fucking food. I'll stretch and move in ways that feel truthful and spacious to my body because she deserves that from me. Some days we will feel like strangers and some days we'll be naked together all damn day. We get this one go together, my body and I, and I will love and protect and serve her with abandon because she has never let me down. As Thanksgiving comes and we are surrounded with bullshit messages from diet culture about all the ways we have to earn our calories, burn off what we eat, be good, and every other kind of noxious and toxic noise, let's practice being in and maybe even trying to love these bodies exactly as they are. And that is my encouragement for you as we go into a week of strange new um new twists on old rituals i guess as this thanksgiving looks so different from other ones so we'll probably already be a little off kilter even if even if you are with people that you love after the year we've had it's difficult to not feel off kilter and i just want to offer some encouragement and offer perhaps that you acknowledge if you feel that way going into the holiday that you just feel a little off um you know, you're a, you're a person, (laughs) you're a person on a planet that is spinning in a galaxy and our entire world has gotten shaken up in the last year. Unlike it has in human history. So cut yourself a little bit of fucking slack. You know what I mean? Like if you want to have seconds and thirds, and if you want to munch on Thanksgiving food all day, and if you want to start cooking Thanksgiving food today and work on it all week, like give yourself permission to enjoy with all of your senses the pleasures of this week. We have been short on pleasure this year. So if you have a week, if we have a week dedicated to gratitude, and that might be hard to find this year, 
may be dedicated to pleasure. Maybe you give yourself permission this week to experience a little bit of pleasure. If it's with your body, if it's with the people that you do see, if you're not able to be with people that you love this week, first of all, I am sorry that fucking sucks. And I understand. And I'm I'm sorry that the world that we are in right now does not allow for you to be with your people. It's not fair and it's hard. And I'm I'm really sad that that's the case for so many people. And also, what pleasure can you indulge in this week and not feel bad about it? And sure as shit, not give your body a hard time about it. Pleasure matters. Enjoying this week with all of your senses matters. Now, I realize that there is an entire conversation to be had around the history of Thanksgiving and what it represents and how it began. And I, I, I get that. And that is another conversation that is valid and important and worth having. And I have had it and am having it. Um, but right now, I want to talk to the people who are going to have a really tough time around body shit this week. Um, enjoy yourself. Enjoy your body. Enjoy what you are able to experience with your senses, the smells and the sounds and the sights of this week. And I hope that there is opportunity for you to make the the best of it, even though the God, even though that sounds so pithy, but we're in a weird situation. And if your experience in your body with your senses can make this week can can help you access pleasure and joy this week. Why the fuck would you not do that? I hope that you do. That's what I'm going to do. That is what I'm going to do. And I hope that's what you do too. And if this week is really hard for you, and if the upcoming holiday season is in a good year hard, and you're looking at a hard year and your hardest season, then here's what I have for you. Um, first of all, you are you are so far from alone, even in the moments where it feels very, very alone. You are so far from alone. And in here's what I'm learning about darkness. I've been in conversation with, well, my my support staff for being a human <laughs> is my my therapist and my spiritual director and my Enneagram coach and my mom. And this is this is my support staff. And if it weren't for this crew, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it'd be, it would not be cute. So I've been in conversation with my support staff about the darkness. Um, because sometimes the darkness is pain and grief. This is what I, this is what I'm learning this year. I really thought that the pain and the grief and the loss is what the darkness is that that's what would constitute darkness. And so if we got through that, then I would, we, we would, I would get a badge right? Congratulations. You made it through the grief and the pain and the loss. You made it through the darkness. Now you get to level up to the next stage. Here's your patch. Carry on. Um, and apparently that is not how it works. Uh, it's not linear, this getting through the darkness, this getting through the hard time, this getting through. And sometimes the darkness is is doesn't look like grief and pain and loss. Sometimes, uh, and I'm speaking about my own experience here, sometimes the darkness is um, your ego no longer works or the patterns of your ego no longer work. They no longer serve you. And, and those patterns become coping mechanisms. And 
all of a sudden, all of the ways that you used to deal with anxiety or a loss of control or a sense of uncertainty, those mechanisms, those ways don't work anymore and you're left unknowing. That can be what the darkness looks like. It can look like and feel like not necessarily being in a state of deep pain, although certainly the loss of our ego patterns and ego structures causes some grief and anxiety, but it can look like simply not knowing the way forward. It can feel like being surrounded by darkness on all sides. And there have been moments in the last few weeks, months, where that's where I've felt, where I haven't necessarily felt, you know, this intense grief or pain or loss, although that has happened this year. But I'm finding that the moments of darkness sometimes look like I'm surrounded on all sides and I can see tiny pinpricks of light, but I don't know. I don't know which way to go, and I don't even know how to work my way out of it. The patterns don't work. The coping mechanisms don't work. The ego has met the end of itself, and it doesn't work anymore. And what I what I am told by my support staff, so I'm going to pass this on to you for free, you're welcome, is that that darkness is sometimes underground. It's sometimes, it's sometimes the conditions that the seed has to sit in for a long time before anything can break free, before new growth can come. And you're not meant to work, and you're not meant to pry, and you're not meant to use all of the tools that you used to use. Maybe all of that efforting and work was to get the seed deep in the ground, buried in the darkness, so that it could rest there, so that it could gain what it needs in the stillness, in the darkness, before it's ready to burst forth with new life. I mean... I don't know if that does it for you, but that's helpful for me. That's that's kind of like, I got to sit with that. <laughs> to sit with, this is not my wisdom, by the way. This is shit from the support staff. This is wisdom from the team. This is the collective. Um, I'm just the, the voice right now. But y'all, the idea that we, ha- we see ourselves as very capable and we see ourselves as very competent. Well, I do. <laughs> I don't know about you. Maybe you don't feel quite. I'm into me. I mean, I feel like I, I'm doing I'm doing all right. <laughs> I really love my life. Um, and I am I'm I feel pretty good about me. But lately I have felt like the fuck am I doing? I don't know what's next. Every everything that every action plan that I have had and that has worked for me in the past. It just doesn't work anymore. I am at the end of myself. I am at the end of my ego. I am at the end of my limited capacity. And I feel like I'm surrounded by darkness and not because I'm sad, but because I don't know what way to go. So so maybe I'm in a time of underground. <laughs> and Jen Hatmaker, if you follow Jen Hatmaker, she spoke she does an Instagram TV and a, a Facebook Live thing, a video, a couple of times a week. And last week, which would have been the week before Thanksgiving, if you're going to look for it, on her Friday video, she was talking about uh, she was talking about this, and she was talking about uh, sometimes when you find yourself in in 
a condition that is unfamiliar, um, that where you don't know what to do next and you are feel for in her, her specific situation, just feeling weak and sad and alone and unprepared and, um, and grieving. And for me, uncertain of where to go next. Um, she talks about that being a, about that, that new growth, about being a seed, about being underground. And no matter how much you try, seeds are not meant to be tugged at. <laughs> new growth is not even meant to be pulled out of the ground. It's not meant to be tugged at. And you're not going to work your way. You're not going to work. You're not going to force it. You're not going to force it. It's not how it works. And you're not knowing what you're supposed to do might mean that what you're supposed to do is wait and just observe the conditions around you and soak up what you can get the nourishment and the rest that you can. We're in November, we're entering winter, which is a period naturally with the seasons, the patterns of our earth say rest When I think about being surrounded by darkness on all sides, I also think about outer space because I love space things. I love space. And if I consider, well, let me tell you this story. A few weeks ago, I was in North Carolina at the Outer Banks um, on the beach, my little quarantine pod that we have spent most of this year um, only seeing one another, certainly only seeing one another uh, without masks everybody else in our life, we wear a mask around except for this little pod. But, um, and that's because we have all agreed to live by the same, you know, the same quarantine rules. Anyways, that's a bit in the weeds, but, um, we were at a beach house in the Outer Banks and one night there was a meteor shower, which fucking, I know, I know, I, I can't believe how incredibly lucky I was to catch that moment. But, um, we, we, the kids went to bed and it was a little after midnight and we went out the house, uh, the back door opened up to a boardwalk that went to the beach. It was one of those. And we sat out on the steps at the boardwalk and got down in the sand and looked up at the sky and just watched. And when you're at the edge of any land mass and we were at the, I mean, as far on the edge of the Atlantic coast as you can get without falling off, it's dark. It's it's really dark. And to see those pinpricks of light, um, to see the stars in the sky, I don't know if you've been, if you've had the opportunity to experience dark, dark darkness. Um, there are a couple of other moments in my life in the woods, camping in the woods. Um, and one time when I was traveling, when I looked up and the sky was darker than I had ever seen it, the absence of of light pollution, the absence of human activity meant that the sky was just doing her thing. And it was like that on this night. And there were a few just magnificent shooting stars. And I think about darkness and the infinite space around us and those pinpricks of light. And when I think about it that way, I can't help but feel awe and wonder and like breathless overwhelm at how beautiful it is. And is it possible for you to see your darkness with a breathtaking overwhelm at how beautiful it is? 
if those pinpricks of light might be other other galaxies, other stars, other other places of light, of life, of beauty. If the darkness around you is actually an invitation to look up at the sky and be in awe. When you get to the end of yourself, when you get to the end of your ego, when you get to the end of the patterns that have always worked for you, well, when I get there, I I immediately become critical of myself. And I wonder if you do too. I immediately become critical of my inability to figure it out or to be tough enough or to handle it. And I wonder if instead of criticism in those moments, we could look at ourselves and the moment in time that we are in with curiosity and even wonder and awe. I wonder what will come of this. I wonder if it is possible for me to sit in the not knowing and access a deeper knowing. And maybe that sounds really woo-woo to you, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there is a deeper knowing that is like underneath your ego. And when you get to the end of yourself, when you get to the end of your, of everything that's always worked for you in the past, of all of the ways that you've always survived being a human on planet earth, when you get to the end of all of that and they either don't work anymore or you've exhausted them all, or you're just exhausted with yourself. I wonder if instead of criticism, we could sit in curiosity and awe at what a moment that is, at what could be to come and what will be shown and what will emerge and what will make itself known to you when finally your ego shuts up, when my ego shuts up. And it doesn't have to necessarily mean that the the facts of your life are all good or all bad, but take yourself out of that binary way of thinking. You don't have to be at, you know, a time of crisis in your life for this to happen. And you also don't have to be in a moment of bliss for this to happen. It could be a Tuesday. It could be, it could just be a moment when you realize, oh, I'm fucking sick to death of this pattern. And I don't really know how else to do my life, but I, this is not, this can't be it. And it might all of a sudden feel like darkness. And what if that darkness was an invitation to be in awe, to get curious instead of critical, to allow the ego to fall away, to allow those patterns that have served you not to anymore, and to not try to cling on to them and force them and force yourself, but to just say, that worked for a while and it doesn't anymore. Okay, what's next? What's now? Not even what's next. What's now? There's something to that. At least that's what my entire support staff seems to think. So I'm passing it along to you. I think they're right. I think I think they're onto something. And that has been my practice this week is to sit in the the darkness that does not feel like pain, the darkness that does not feel like grief in the in the way that I tend to think of it, but the darkness that feels like uncertainty and being at the end of myself, which also feels like being at the end of the Atlantic coast, looking at the darkness, but seeing shooting stars. Yeah. So what if we had that attitude this week? Now, I'm not going to do that perfectly. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do that perfectly. 
Not not even close. But that's going to be my practice. That's why we call it practice, right? To be kind to my body. To experience pleasure. And to get curious in the darkness instead of critical. To allow my ego and my old shitty patterns to fall away. To let myself be okay not being able to make a plan. And to get curious. Notice what shoots across the sky. I hope you'll have a wonderful Thanksgiving, even in its weirdness. I hope that you are able to talk to somebody who loves you and who you love. And I hope that you're able to eat amazing food with no guilt and with no no harmful messages to yourself. And that you are able to experience deep pleasure. And I'll talk to you all next week. I love you guys. Bye.